0: Here's a question for you to consider. Why are some types of empathy bad? How can empathy be bad? Well, in this scenario, the wrong type of empathy is bad for leaders, bad for customers, and ultimately bad for your professional development. Let's dig a little deeper into what I mean here. There's two types of empathy that you need to be aware of. Cognitive empathy and emotional empathy. So let's start with emotional empathy. When we think of emotional empathy, we're really talking about three kinds of responses. The first is feeling the same emotion as another person. The second is the personal distress we feel in response to hearing or seeing another's distress. And finally, there's the feeling of compassion we experience for another person. And it's this response that perhaps you identify most strongly with when you hear the term empathy, that idea of being compassionate. And this is exactly the kind of empathy you need to steer well clear of in business. 90% of Gen Z say they value empathy in the workplace. So how can empathy Be wrong, exactly. Well, the reason that empathy can be bad is the difference between emotional empathy and cognitive empathy. Cognitive empathy can be thought of as more of a skill that you can develop. It gives you a fuller picture of what's happening in someone's mind, focusing on their perspective and thought process, as well as their feelings. For the ambitious professional, it's cognitive empathy that builds trust, oils relationships, and drives your leadership skills forward. But it doesn't mean you get stuck in your feelings. Cognitive empathy provides separation between understanding and feeling. And this is something that emotional empathy alone can't provide. Developing cognitive empathy, this rational kind of empathy, requires practice and time. You're bombarded with information telling you how to be better, go further in your career, and urging you to read more. The problem is prioritizing all this information alongside your responsibilities. It's hard pressing pause on the hamster wheel of productivity, isn't it? Believe me, I've been there. If you resonate with those issues, you're experiencing cognitive empathy in action right now. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about In today's episode of Subject Matter, where you'll hear more about why developing cognitive empathy is your professional superpower for better productivity and collaboration, you'll learn real-life examples of how cognitive empathy can build better relationships with colleagues, direct reports, customers, and teams, and you'll learn some actionable steps for developing cognitive empathy that don't eat into your busy schedule. Success is more than just numbers, it's relationships that you built. Discover how to use the right kind of empathy today to build your healthiest relationships yet. I'm Ben Bradbury and welcome to Subject Matter. To start today's discussion, we need to ask why cognitive empathy matters. Well, cognitive empathy matters because perspectives matter. But more than just being nice to have, understanding and hearing different perspectives from your team leads to powerful problem solving. Think about it, everyone on your team has different perspectives and it's those uniquely valuable solutions when combined that give us the best chance of solving a problem. It's this type of empathy that's the firmest of foundations on which to build relationships with your team, but also with customers, direct reports, and senior management throughout your organization. Now, Rob Volpe, who's the CEO of Ignite 360, a company that helps build empathy into businesses, believes professionals who build cognitive empathy into their relationships are guaranteed to be more successful. Now, it's important to say here that success does not necessarily mean financial gain. Success could be better cooperation. It could be being supported better in your team. It could be less employee turnover. It might be a better 360 feedback report or smoother operations on certain projects. When you show up with cognitive empathy, you bring with you a toolbox of resources that can be used in every interaction that you have. In my own company Astutely, we actively pursue the perspectives of everyone in the team in our all hands meetings. Every team member is given time and opportunity to offer up their unique take on a business problem or project idea every week. Each opinion, is equally valid, and I can tell you from experience that each and every meeting is a learning opportunity for all of us on the team. The perspective of our video editor will be completely different to that of our production manager, and neither are wrong, but both help chip away at the problem until a workable and uniquely valuable solution is formed. Pause for a moment to think about the team you lead or the project that you're working on. What are some of the unique challenges you face? And how might developing your cognitive empathy help you to meet some of those challenges? When you take the time to really understand everyone's unique perspective, put yourself in their shoes and think through why they have the perspective they do, you're creating a valuable input to solve everyone's problems. And you're not called upon to just guess that perspective either. While cognitive empathy is a skill, it's a skill that requires practical input. And that means setting aside time and opportunity to let others express their point of view. So there's no guesswork here. This really just requires active listening, engaging your full attention, reading body language, as well as what's being said. It means talking less and listening more as you take in the full flow of information and being intentional in understanding what someone is saying and why they might be saying it. When it comes to seeing someone's perspective clearly, you need to understand their values. There are some practical steps that you can take here. When talking to customers, begin by asking yourself some key questions. You can even do this a few minutes ahead of a meeting, if you have time. So before you jump in to speak to that next customer, ask yourself, why might their values be different to mine? What are the variables that create that difference in values? Is it our age, our gender, our race, our nationality, our religion, or something else? And what language can I use to show and encourage an empathic dialogue? For example, you could say, I know that this specific value is important to you, which is why I'm thinking this. It's all about being able to reflect back that you've heard and understood their perspective. So saying, I understand that this is important to you, highlights that you've done that. Now, these same questions apply beyond... The world of customers. They apply to relationships with colleagues, especially when considering the many ways that you communicate with your team. Today, that could be face-to-face meetings. It could be email. It could be instant messaging, such as Slack or through Zoom calls. But with every single form of communication, it's always worth asking yourself one central question. What are all the ways this message could land? Let's unpack that question. If you're aware of how others think or at least you're trying to be aware of how they think and you spend time understanding how they process information, you can avoid sending communications that might be unintentionally damaging. The same is true of your direct reports. Imagine the scenario where you're giving feedback and the core of the message is that your team member just needs to improve their performance. Now, that's a difficult message to receive. That might create some emotional friction. But now I want you to imagine that there's a pane of glass between you. And that pane symbolizes cognitive empathy. It allows you to see and understand how the person is thinking and how you can use your words carefully. But that pane provides separation. It allows you to stay in your own mental room without absorbing the emotions of the person you're talking to. And that's the crucial difference that I mentioned between emotional empathy, where you get sucked into that dialogue and where you pick up some of the emotional baggage and cognitive empathy, which gives you a window to access and clarity. Intentionally seeing someone else's point of view is what oils the cogs of all relationships from your CEO right down to your interns. So what conclusions can we draw from putting cognitive empathy into action? We've got to remember that empathy is only effective when the right kind of empathy is applied. The right empathy for professionals is cognitive empathy, not emotional empathy. And emotional empathy crucially doesn't lead to action because you haven't shared their perspective and you haven't built a constructive solution together. Developing cognitive empathy skills does take practice, it's like any muscle you train, but it doesn't need to eat into your busy schedule. It can grow while deliberately and consistently seeing others' perspectives while consistently making space for them in meetings. When you see other people's perspectives, two things happen. Number one, you have the opportunity to create uniquely valuable solutions to your problems. And number two, you create better cooperation and trust. And trust is the foundation of every strong relationship. Thanks for watching or listening to this episode of Subject Matter. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe either on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're getting your content to stay up to date with the latest episodes from Season 5. We'll see you next time.